Good evening, friends. As promised, this is evening prayer for July 25th, 2020, commemorating St. James. Our readings for this evening are Psalm 33, Jeremiah 26, 1 through 15, and the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 16 through 32. Yours is the day, O God, yours also the night. You established the moon and the sun. You fixed all the boundaries of the earth. You made both summer and winter. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence and with let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, so that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our God is glorious in all the saints. O come, let us worship. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Creator in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Creator, incarnate, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices. O incarnate of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Psalm 33. Rejoice in God, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Praise God with the lyre. Make melody to God with the harp of ten strings. Sing to God a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of God is upright, and all God's work is done in faithfulness. God loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of God. By the word of God, the heavens were made, and all their host by the breath of God's mouth. God gathered the waters of the sea as in a bottle. God put the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear God. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of God. For God spoke, and it came to be. God commanded, and it stood firm. God brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. God frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of God stands forever. The thoughts of God's heart to all generations. Happy is the nation whose God is the sovereign. The people whom God has chosen is God's heritage. God looks down from heaven. God sees all humankind. From where God sits enthroned, God watches all the inhabitants of the earth the one who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. A ruler is not saved by their great army, 
A warrior is not delivered by their great strength. The war horse, or any war tech, is a vain hope for victory, and by its great might it cannot save. Truly, the eye of God is on those who fear God, on those who hope in God's steadfast love, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for God. God is our help and shield. Our heart is glad in God because we trust in God's holy name. Let your steadfast love, O God, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Jeremiah, chapter 26, verses 1 through 15. At the beginning of the reign of King Jehoiakim, son of Josiah of Judah, this word came from God. Thus says God, stand in the court of God's house and speak to all the cities of Judah that come to worship in the house of God. Speak to them all the words that I command you. Do not hold back a word. It may be that they will listen, all of them, and will turn from their evil way, that I may change my mind about the disaster that I intend to bring on them because of their evil doings. You shall say to them, thus says God, if you will not listen to me, to walk in my law that I have set before you, and to heed the words of my servants, the prophets whom I send to you urgently, though you have not heeded, then I will make this house like Shiloh, and I will make this city a curse for all the nations of the earth. The priests and the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of God. And when Jeremiah had finished speaking all that God had commanded him to speak to all the people, then the priests and the prophets and all the people laid hold of him, saying, You shall die. Why have you prophesied in the name of God, saying, This house shall be like Shiloh, and this city shall be desolate without inhabitant? And all the people gathered around Jeremiah in the house of God. When the officials of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the house of God and took their seat in the entry of the new gate of the house of God. Then the priests and the prophets said to the officials and to all the people, This man deserves the sentence of death because he has prophesied against this, against this city, as you have heard with your own ears. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the officials and all the people, saying, It is God who sent me to prophesy against this house and this city all the words you have heard. Now therefore amend your ways and your doings, and obey the voice of your God, and God will change God's mind about the disaster that God has pronounced against you. But as for me, here I am in your hands. Do with me as seems good and right to you. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will be bringing innocent blood upon yourselves and upon this city and its inhabitants. For in truth, God sent me to, God sent me to you to speak all these words in your ears. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle R, A Song of True Motherhood, attributed to Julian of Norwich. God chose to be our mother in all things, and so made the foundation of God's work most humbly and most pure in the virgin's womb. God, the perfect wisdom of all, 
arrayed themselves in this humble place. Christ came in our poor flesh to share a mother's care. Our mothers bear us for pain and for death. Our true mother, Jesus, bears us for joy and endless life. Christ carried us within him in love and travail until the full time of his passion. And when all was completed and he had carried us so for joy, still all this could not satisfy the power of his wonderful love. All that we owe is redeemed in truly loving God. For the love of Christ works in us. Christ is the one whom we love. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 10, verses 16 through 32. See, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them, for they will hand you over to councils and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings because of me, as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you at that time. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your creator speaking through you. Sibling will betray sibling to death and a parent their child. And children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Savior returns. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear, revere, the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your creator. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before our Creator in heaven. The Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. 
We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. That this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O God that your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill. We entreat you, O God, that we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses. We entreat you, O God, that there may be peace to your church and to the whole world. We entreat you, O God, that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ. We entreat you, O God, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of St. James and all your saints, entrusting one another and all our life to Christ. We entreat you, O God. A Collect for St. James. O gracious God, we remember before you today your servant and apostle James first among the twelve to suffer martyrdom for the name of Jesus Christ. And we pray that you will pour out upon the leaders of your church that spirit of self-denying service by which alone they may have true authority through your among your people. Excuse me, let's just say that again. We pray that you will pour out upon the leaders of your church that spirit of self-denying service by which alone they may have true authority among your people. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, the source of eternal light, shed forth your unending day upon us who watch for you, that our lips may praise you, our lives may bless you, and our worship on the morrow give you glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Most holy God, the source of all good desires, all right judgments, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, so that our minds may be fixed on the doing of your will, and that we, being delivered from the fear of all enemies, may live in peace and quietness through the mercies of Christ Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Dear Jesus, stay with us for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Keep watch, dear God, with those who work or watch or weep this night and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, gracious Christ. Give rest to the weary. 
bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. I am going to keep my comments short this evening because in the middle of the Psalms I had to pause and go fix a gutter. <laughs> and then I'm trying to get in before the bugs eat me alive too. Although my new bug spray is working pretty well. It's this buzz away stuff. Um, thank you for bearing with me with all the noise in the background, rush barking at the neighbors and planes going overhead and all that sort of thing. Um, it's greatly appreciated. So let's talk briefly about our readings today. I think it's a good reminder for us in Psalm 33 that salvation comes from God, that everything comes from God, that God created the universe. So this is not just praise for God's mightiness, but it's also a reminder to us of God's mightiness. And I need it right now. I don't know about you. But God who created all is faithful to all and mightier than the mightiest power. Our Hebrew scripture reading from Jeremiah. I, you know, I really have the, uh, I guess I have a lot of empathy for Jeremiah. It, it certainly is not a comfortable position to be in, to be going against the crowd. Speaking up against um, the status quo is, is really hard. I've been in that position myself. I've spoken up and, and those folks came after me. It's like they're coming after Jeremiah. They want to kill him. They came after me and they wanted um, to do some damage. They had malevolence in their hearts to sound like a psalmist myself. But God takes all that and God uses it. Listen carefully to what God tells Jeremiah. Speak to them all the words that I command you. Do not hold back a word. It may be that they will listen, all of them, and will turn from their evil way. And some of them to listen. It's, as my commentary says, a mixed response, but I think we need to be reminded here that we do all of the things that God asks of us, not based on how they are going to be received by other humans, by other people, but based on what God has asked us to do. So the task and the obedience to the task and the fulfilling of the task None of this is reliant on the outcome. And, you know, to bring it back personally again to my <laughs> somewhat oblique example, but, you know, sharing the details I don't, I don't think particularly always helps. Um, I did what I believed I was called to do, and I still stand by it um, when I stood up and spoke out against the, against the status quo. And... I still believe in it and I still believe that I follow God and God's will despite the outcome at present not yet looking like what I would have wished because we don't I don't know how else to say it other than that we don't base our following of God on the reaction of other people 
we follow God and we trust in God that God will take the sacrifice of our effort, energy, and in some cases like mine or like it looks like it's going with Jeremiah, the retaliation, reprisal, and backlash that come as a response um, from those who feel threatened by our speaking out. And it's very interesting to me that in the case of um, Jeremiah's temple sermon, as it's referred to here, that the Judean leaders' immediate response is not, oh no, here's a prophet of the God saying, God saying that we must turn and change our ways, turn away from what we have been doing and turn back towards God, we better listen. No, of course that's not their first response. How often do we see that as the immediate response from anyone, even ourselves? We cannot be too hasty to or we should not be hasty, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, getting a little tired. Um, we should not be too hasty in judging the rightness of our following or our actions by the immediate response that we, that we get. So thing one, our obedience to God is not contingent upon the reaction of people and number two the immediate response of people is often not the final response and God will help us just as God helped Jeremiah what God has called us to do God doesn't just leave us out there alone and floundering God is with us every step of the way so when you feel alone and out on a limb and I know this is so hard. Trust. Trust in God. As the, as the psalmist said, trust in the one who holds in their hands your body and soul, all of your being. That is, as we've talked about before, what trust means, right? Trusting in God that our immortal soul will not be irrevocably damaged. You are okay, my friend. This is a time of great struggle and great strife for all of us. You're okay. I'm okay. God is with us. Our immortal souls will not be irrevocably damaged. We will persevere. And somewhere, friends, is the day that we will see victory. For we know that God has already won. There's no doubt that we fight and we fight with God on the side of triumph. So persevere, have hope. Please try to have joy. Joy in the, sorry about the dog. Joy in the moment. Joy amongst everything else. Because that is what God wants for us. God does not want this to be a miserable existence of toiling. Sorry about Rush. We're in the backyard and he's still getting used to his new neighborhood. Um, but God wants us to have joy. 
God created us in love and for love. And part of love is great joy. We, and I think that's part of how we know when we struggle for God is that we have joyful expectation. So I pray that now for all of us, that God may root us in love and that we may have joyful expectation. We may enjoy the, enjoy the joy, sorry for the redundancy of the moment, and also prayerfully and with great anticipation expect the joy that is to come. Amen. Now lastly here, our gospel reading from Matthew. So the disciples have been commissioned and now Jesus is telling them about the coming persecutions. And I think that think that this is encouragement that he's telling them facing persecution doesn't mean that you're on the wrong track and so in light of everything that we've been talking about in this time of social uprising let's remember that facing persecution doesn't mean that we're on the wrong track it says elsewhere to shake off the dust of your feet as you leave the town that did not welcome you whether it's literally or figuratively, whether it's leaving a place and physically going to another place, or it's leaving a church and going to another church, God doesn't want you to stay in the persecution. Sometimes God does, but in those rare occurrences, you will know. You will know just like the disciples know, just like James, who was the first martyr, I think, knew. But often, God calls you to leave that place. And when you do, just leave and keep on going. Don't look back. Don't let anybody tell you that it's your fault. It's not. It is your not, it's not your fault that you were being persecuted for speaking truth, for standing up for what's right, for being on the side of justice and equality and love. And if somebody needs to hear that today, please hear it from my heart. That when you act out of love, when you stand up for what is right, you are covered in grace. And the way that you are received is not your fault. When people are ugly to you and they persecute you, no matter what you have done or not done, it's not about you, it's about them. And rest assured, God will deal with them. They will be dealt with. You don't have to worry about them. And honestly, you don't have to worry about you either. And trust yourself to God. And I know that seems so much easier said than done. I get it, and I feel it, and I'm there with you, and I'm saying these words to myself just as much as I am saying them to you. But it's true. God's got everything, and and as we spoke about, I think it was this morning or yesterday, the word fear is really better translated when we're talking about fearing God to revere, revering God having reverence for God. And we should. Any fear that we've got for any person or system, 
or thing that can hurt us. God is so much bigger than that. God, I've been doing my best to follow Christ, to follow the way of love. But my best is imperfect, and I fall short. I've been falling short. I know that I'll never be blameless like Christ was. There was only one Christ. And so I ask you to take my best and make it enough. I give to you all of my effort. And I humbly ask for your grace. Amen. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to, all, to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking with you, walking before you, in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.